You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. More info and opinions on Big Red than one station can handle. Now on two stations, Big Red Overreaction Postgame on 1620 The Zone and 1019 The K. Sound off, 402-951-1620. Big Red Overreaction is sponsored by Burton AC, Heating, Plumbing, and more. When your plumbing's hurting, just call Burton. Equitable Bank, we take banking personally. And Coors Light, keeping Nebraska chill. Petrus coughed it up for the moment. Hang on here. Give yourself After a good chance to win. It was a fumble. Nebraska recovered. It'll be first and 10 at the 31 yard line. How about another thing that Nebraska overcame today? A backup quarterback. Yeah. Barely. Kryptonite. But they overcame a backup quarterback. Spencer Petrus, really bad. One out of six, nine yards, missed, I, I think, genuinely just missed on the five incompletions he had right out of the game. Like, honestly, just just missed him. I don't think there were any drops in there. Um, I, no, I, I don't think so. I think he just missed Yeah, on every single one of them. Um, and then he gets hurt after Nebraska gets a fumble or on the play that Nebraska got the fumble, and you're like... The first one, the first fumble, yes. Well, what's going to happen here? And... Um, you know, I think a lot of people were actively rooting for Spencer Petras to be okay. I Not because they're good people, but because yes. he was horribly ineffective against Nebraska, and we wanted more of it. Absolutely, include me into that category. <laughs> Pour that into my. I, I want to watch Spencer Petras play a lot of football <laughs> against against Nebraska specifically. Not uh, any other time, but yeah, just that time for sure. Bigger and overreaction is brought to you by Coors Light, keeping Nebraska chill. Connor Happer, Ravi Lula, with you. Uh, we'll take a few more phone calls here before we get out of here. Remember. Remember, if and when a coaching hire is made official, uh, we'll be with you for four hours of uninterrupted coverage here on 1620 The Zone. Uh, we're sort of expecting that at some point in the next 24 to 48 hours. Mm -hmm. uh, so we will see when that comes, but all our guys will uh, spring into action at that point. And no matter what, you're going to have severe reaction on Sunday morning as well. Maybe we could just run that thing straight into the coach show. Uh, but we'll, we're going to keep an eye on things for you guys over the next two days or so here from the coaching perspective. But back to the phones, we have Brett on the line. Hey, Brett, what's up? Hey, uh, I just want to say congratulations to the Huskers and the coaching staff. Uh, whatever coach they land on, uh, they're going to be a better team if they keep Mickey on the staff, is my opinion. Yeah, I don't. Hey, I don't disagree with you, Brett. I, I, I would love to see Mickey stay. We'll see if it happens, but I, I do think um, he's an asset to the Nebraska football program for sure. Well, he's the most honest guy that uh, that we've had for a long time. Straight shooter. That's what you want. Oh yeah. Oh, oh for sure. I mean, he he comes in. He, he go. He went into a situation that was. I don't know if I want to say like win 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 from the perspective of like winning over the people. Um, but 
he did a really good job of making it clear that he is not Scott Frost. And he was very different from the guy that had the job before. And him. that is a that is a good thing. And and yes, he, he he made that very very clear. All right, appreciate you guys. Thank you, Brett. Appreciate it. I just want to say, um, I know he said like a straight shooter is what you want. I want a good football coach. Okay. Um, I don't know that I would call all of the really good football coaches necessarily particularly straight shooters in terms of how transparent they are with the media always. Yeah. Um, you know, Nick Saban and Bill Belichick are famously pretty prickly with the media and don't give them a ton of information. Um, I think as long as you're a straight shooter with your team, with your that players. helps a lot. Yeah, which he clearly is. Yes. Um, but, again, to me, that is a bare minimum. Yeah. Like, that is... We've drawn the bar so low because of what we just experienced with Frost that, like, being a person who takes accountability seems like a novel foreign concept I to know. us. It's so ridiculous. Being a person who tells the truth is a novel and foreign concept to us. Being somebody who the players like being around is a novel and foreign concept to us. To me, those shows are all... Shows up to practice on time. Yeah, shows up to practice on time, <laughs> makes recruiting calls, you know, shows up to recruiting meetings on time and sober. Like, these are all things... <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. These are all... Hey, season's over. These whatever. are all things Let that you... That are such a low bar... <laughs> That are such a low bar for um, for a head coach that it it's is. like yes I would like all of those things but I assume everyone should have all of those things that is a candidate for the job yep and so what I want is above and beyond that I want the quality coaching I want be, being able to develop offensive linemen and being able to manage a coaching staff and being able to recruit in the state of Texas or whatever right like those are all the things that I want it's not just the bare minimums of hey this is how you hold a job as an adult. But if this was getting, if this, the rest of the season after September 11th was about getting Frost or, or getting back to the point as a program where you felt like it was that way, where you're meeting some of the bare minimum standards, mission accomplished. Oh, yeah. Put up, Mickey the, Joseph put, put did up the a... banner on the, on the, on the, on the aircraft carrier <laughs> and say, mission accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> we should make a meme. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. Right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, and, Honestly, and an gotta, adult is running our program. Mission accomplished. <laughs> we got an email before, and and I like I do not say this in jest at all. But Brian emailed in the Equal Banking Box says, Connor, a giant thank you to Mickey Joseph. He's the first head coach to leave Nebraska, uh, most likely since Osborne, and the fan and the fan base collectively salutes him and sighs at the same time. He made the best of it, and I hope he stays on. I'd love to see him in the mix for years to come. Thank you, Mickey. I, I, I mean, he deserves that. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, he, if he wants to be here. Yeah. like I, If he wants to be here. I wish there was like a Mickey pep rally tomorrow or something like that. It would be a little odd leading into a next head coach announcement. Super weird, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, I do think he deserves that moment. And He deserves all the credit you want to give him. He got that, he got that moment tonight. Chances lost it. He's been here for too long. He's been here for too long. Um, we got to get Chance out of here. No, and it's, it's listen, I'm, I'm incredibly happy that Mickey got this moment. But I'm also not someone who thinks he should get the full-time job. Yeah. That's, that's it. You that's can, okay. Both can be true. Yeah, both can both be true. Both can be true. Uh, big Red Overreaction brought to you by Burton. When you're plumbing certain, just call Burton. Back to the Lusso's Harley-Davidson hotline. It is Morgan on the line. Morgan, good evening. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Excellent. Good. What do you got for us tonight? Well, um, I'm just going to say I've been 
a Nebraska fan for a long time. I've been listening to you guys for a long time. Me and my husband, we listen every Saturday. And I just wanted to call in and say that uh, I think, you know, whether or not they give Mickey the job, um, it's a good uh, step in the direction to give him the job because uh, the last two coaches, they couldn't beat Iowa, you know. He's got really almost no stake in the game. The kids didn't even tonight. Um, being that they weren't going to a bowl game, they had nothing to lose, and they won, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's, that's a step in, a positive step in the direction that we need to go in. Oh, it, so, uh, hey, yeah. Morgan, thanks. I appreciate the call. I, I tell you what, I and mean, we just got done talking about it a little bit. Absolutely admirable effort to, to, to keep these guys engaged over the last two months, or, or even especially today. I mean, we've talked with all the yeah. noise of of you know what they knew what was going on. These guys have got their phones out. Yeah, they they are capable of using the internet. Like they they know what's going yeah, on. There's a lot going on, and, and so there's to, been a lot going to on. To keep everybody engaged and jump out to a twenty-four nothing lead on the road against your rival in a game that meant absolutely nothing and was I, huge you, for them. If you lose, and was huge for them. It was huge for them. If you lose to Iowa. One more time. It's like oh, we were supposed to lose to Iowa one more time. We're ten and a half point underdogs today. Absolutely admirable what they did today. Absolutely. I, yeah. And and his ability, I mean, listen, we've talked about this before, but they lost exactly one guy in the transition. One dude. Yep. That's incredible. You had a ton of guys that could have transferred out. One guy did. No one, no one went running for greener pastures. That guy probably would have left anyway. Yeah, that guy was probably leaving anyway. He had pretty much already been benched before the firing and, and transition. Yeah, um, he, had, he had he had pre decided that he was yes, going to go somewhere. That else. he was going somewhere else. This was a an incredible. I, so I don't even hardly count him as a as a defector because it wasn't a Mickey thing. Yeah. Um. Oh, not at all. He basically went through this crazy tumultuous season and didn't lose a single guy. That's incredible, and he's to be commended for that. And there's absolutely value in keeping him, A, if he wants to be here, and B, if the new head coach wants him to be here. Um, I I don't think you can put a you-have-to-keep-Mickey stipulation on the new coach. No. I I don't think that's fair. I wouldn't want that if I was the new guy. And and we've meddled too much in the past. Yeah. We've meddled too much in the past. Oh, it's for a, sure. It's always a bad idea. Oh, you don't think Trev's thinking about that when when he's discussing potential coaches and and all that? You know, talking about what they have to do and the parameters that they have. And here's the thing: Trev knows exactly. If, this is the positive part about Trev and his experience of being around here for so. He long. He knows exactly the history. He knows what's gone wrong. Yes, he knows what's gone wrong. And and here's here's the other thing: is egos is that's what's gone wrong. Yes, that's that that is very frequently the problem, but. If you're like, even if Mickey isn't retained here, he will have a job as a wide receivers coach anywhere he wants in the country. Yep. Probably outside of Ohio State because Brian Hartline's really good. I don't think they're a fire Brian Hartline for Mickey Joseph. Sad. Um, but he's gonna basically gonna have his choice of jobs. He talked about this. He's like, when I left LSU, I had my choice of jobs, right? And that's accurate. When he, um, you know, Vance Joseph has talked about how he could have gotten him jobs. He could have gotten NFL jobs. You know, like Mickey Joseph's going to have a, a really good job. Nebraska's going to pay out his contract, and he's going to get an opportunity to to do what he's really, really good at, whether it's at Nebraska or somewhere else. I just, I think, I don't want people to be worried about Mickey Joseph. Like, he's going to be fine. Yeah. Would we love him to be here still? Yes. But the most important thing is to get the head coaching hire. Well, Mickey's right. phone, if if he is not retained, it's going to be staff, blowing up. He's going to be buzzing. He's not going to spend much time on the couch. No. He'll be on the couch this weekend or maybe tomorrow. 
He's not going to spend much much more time on the couch. Absolutely. Uh, just a couple more calls here on Big Red Overreaction. Three to be exact. We are cutting. We're putting the line at three. cutting it off. Stop Thank going. you, Chance. You t- you turn everybody away that calls from now on because Tim, Casey, and Andy are getting pulled on put on hold so you can listen on your receiver. <laughs> final three on Big Red Overreaction brought to you by Equal Bank, where we take banking personally. Connor Happer, Robbie Lula, with you this evening. Back to the Les Hills Harley Davidson Hotline. It is Tim on the line. Hey, Tim, what's up? Hey guys, I uh, just want to say I enjoy listening to your show. I try to tune in as much as possible. I live in Arizona now, but uh, I, I really enjoy the show. But I just wanted to make a couple points um, on some of these people that you know that keep talking about Mickey Joseph, that, you know, being retained as coach. It just as a you know, I've been a Husker fan for a long time, and um, I feel like you know our program has been in disarray for such a long period of time that people start, you guys kind of, you know, pointed this out a little bit with what you were saying earlier, but, you know, we, you start to see a little hope, you start to see a little bit of turnaround and then, yeah, this is the guy that we need to make our next head coach. And I just, you know, I don't see that. Um, the problem for me is, you know, with the, the way that the program has been for the last, you know, 10, 15 years, I mean, you got to swing for the fences. And I, I feel like even now, I feel like we're just not doing that. Um, if it is Matt Rule, you know, obviously I'd like to give the guy a chance and see what happens. But, you know, with the pocketbooks as deep as we have them, I, I just don't understand, you know, with, with almost losing fan base and losing sellout record or, you know, sellout streaks and things like that. Why not, you know, dig deep, you know, pay a guy like, you know, a salary that's equivalent to what, you know, like a Dabo Sweeney or something like that, that, that guy, in my opinion, would be Urban Meyer. Um, there's a lot of people in Nebraska that think that he would be a cancer for the, for the program, but I, I just don't see that, man. I mean, every coach has some kind of an issue in some way, shape or form. Bo had his, and, you know, even Solich had his, and, you know, look back at, you look at, back at T.O., and there were some players on that team that probably shouldn't have been playing. But, you know, hindsight 50-50. But, you know, I just don't understand it, guys. Like, I don't understand why you just don't dig deep and try to get the program back to where you want it to be by paying someone what they deserve to be paid. And then, you know, just see how that pans out. I mean, usually it's a, I think it's usually going to be a positive situation. But if it is Matt Rule, my question to you guys is, who do you, and I don't know if this was touched upon because I just started listening to the broadcast a few minutes ago, but if it is Matt Rule, who do you guys see him bringing in uh, for his, like his offensive coordinator, for example? Do you see a tie with someone in the NFL or a prior offensive coordinator? Like, what's what's your take on that? Yeah. Hey, Tim. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it, man. Um, Thank you, guys. Yeah. So, okay. Let's let's do let's do that part first, I suppose. Um, and it's a really simple answer and. The answer is I just I don't know. I, I mean, he's got he's got a whole bunch of ties he with guys does. who at at his various different stops. So I'm just gonna toss out a few names out there real quick, and if you guys you can Google them if you want to know more about them. The, the problem is and before because you're gonna say this, you're probably not gonna know any of these names. No, because that's what, how <laughs> assistants is, are. This is how it works. That's why I said go Google them, figure okay. out who yeah. these people are. Yeah, um, guys that he's worked with before that I think it's likely he could call. Right? I don't know if these are gonna be the guys. Uh, Marcus Satterfield, he's currently the OC at South Carolina. Uh, Glenn Thomas, I believe he was currently the OC at Arizona State. Um, and Jeff Nixon, who has worked with... Hey, Will Nixon's dead. Yeah, they've all worked with uh, Matt Rule in the past. All have Power 5 experience. Um, 
those are three names that I think are fairly likely are on staff in some capacity on the offensive side of the ball or have a, a decent shot that, that they're at least had phone calls. So if you want to look up Jeff Nixon, Glenn Thomas, Marcus Satterfield, that's where I would start if you're interested, if it ends up being Matt Rule. Give me an offensive line, defensive line coach um, that that understands what they're attempting to do here and has yeah. and you know can get it from the recruiting standpoint as well. Yeah, that's where I'm at. And if you like you said, if you get that offense or that defensive line coach from uh, from Texas A and M, that's yeah. a home run. Who was with him at Temple and was with him at uh, home run Baylor. As that well. guy's as as good as it gets in the country. Yeah, and you know, well, Texas A and M not in the best situation right yeah. now. Yeah, there's that might be an opportunity you know. to strike. Uh, on the first part, here's how I would put it. So, um, caller mentioned the the home, why not take a home run swing, and here would be my answer. We'll just continue on the baseball. Uh, theme here. <sighs> yeah, it would be nice to put a run on the board, you know, but right now Nebraska's got nobody on base. And uh, I think I'd like to put somebody on base before. <laughs> base runners are good. Yeah, like we're both I, big Moneyball guys. We I, like base runners. I, I watched the 2015 Kansas City Royals win a World Series by hitting a whole bunch of singles. And that was really, really fun for me to watch. And sometimes it works. And I think the Big Ten. Is has a is full of coaches who are hitting singles and you know doubles into the gap occasionally as well, and there might not be a whole bunch of home runs out there. And I, I and I think that's sort of how Trev Alberts thinks about it too. Like if Trev Alberts was the was the manager of a major league baseball team, I think the Royals would fit him really, really. Probably well. Probably not a lot of high strikeout guys. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think you need to get a bunch of guys who get on base. Yeah, and who do the right thing. There'd and, be and a, maybe a couple sack bunts a game. I you think know? there's a lot of Billy Bean. Yeah. in Trev Alberts, yeah. you know. Um and, and listen, I, I don't think the program's in a place right now where you need to where where like here's here's the thing though. There's a difference between not taking a um a haphazard home run swing yeah. and cheaping out. Yeah. Right? I don't if if it ends up being Matt Rule, they didn't cheap out. Well, and the other right? thing is people always do like the what's to lose thing. What's to, what's to lose? We're already bottomed out. Here's what still is the next five years of your life. Not just that. <laughs> not, not just that. Come Let's, on. I, I'm going to be more tangible here, right? Not just that. It's the the funding, right? Yeah. If you have another five years, a generation of Husker fans. Yeah. If you have another five years of of this, of what we just experienced, that money dries up eventually, right? Like I don't care how devoted people are. At some point, especially rich people, want a return on their investment. If you don't give them a return on their investment, they stop investing. Yeah. That's what rich people do. And is there or a they chance, invest in something else. If you're trying to hit singles and doubles, is there a chance that you still strike out? Of course there is. Yeah, there, there is. Absolutely. But you also, my point with not cheaping out, you also still have to take a swing at something, right? Even if you're swinging for a double in the gap rather than trying to do an, you know, trying to hit a moonshot. Yep. Like you still have to take a swing. I think if the, if what is being reported currently is accurate about Matt Rule, they took a swing. It's a double in and the hit gap, a double baby. in the gap, which is we got a runner in scoring position desperately needed by Nebraska right yeah, now. No doubt. Uh, big red overreaction brought to you by Burton. When you're plumbing certain, just call Burton. Two more calls, and then we are out of here for the season. Casey is our penultimate caller on Big Red Overreaction this season. Casey, what's up? Nothing. I like the nickname Penultimate, though. That might stick. Not quite the uh, <laughs> not not quite the uh, Mister Irrelevant, but uh, almost. <laughs> it's in between. I, I had a lot of stuff on my mind, and then all of a sudden, I started thinking about baseball, and I have no idea how to analogize what I was thinking in my head. <laughs> it started it started off as a money talk, and like I was pitching a business plan, but 
Now I'm trying to think if I should run the wheel or what we're going for here as a coaching <laughs> staff. But I think as a Husker fan, I speak for all Husker fans that in a sense, we all won today and we all lost today because it's still that looming doubt of we're so close to the, you know, quote unquote deadline to finding a coach that's going to be able to effectively recruit for the next season. But we beat Iowa and we beat Iowa soundly. And we were finally on the other side of a one score game, which I mean, I don't know if you guys felt it, but I felt it right towards the end. It's like, Oh no, here we go again. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Everybody felt that. Oh Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I think we just need to kind of, you know, I know it's going to be difficult to take a step back from the coaching carousel and, you know, it's not how much we pay to just get a coach. You can buy a, you know, anyone out for any amount, but if they don't fit in, they're not going to fit in. It's, it's got to be deeper than that, I think, but I just think we need to take some solace in the fact we won a game that we haven't won in what, seven years, 10 Mm -hmm. years. Yep. Seven years. Seven, seven seven times, yeah. Eight, eight years now since you've beaten Iowa. Yeah. That, and if you think about that in terms of real life, that's a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. That's I was, uh, I was 22. And you really don't like and to lose to them every time in just usually the grossest of ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, but when it comes to finding a new coach, I don't think it comes down to how much, how big of a check we can write. I mean, and the guy before who was talking about Trev Alberts and, you know, Trev Alberts knows this and, you know, X, Y, and Z. I agree to an extent, but I think he knows how to be so good at his position because of everything he might have done incorrectly at UNO. For sure. Oh, yeah. Failures, and, failures just as much as successes make a person. And, Perhaps a know, better not teacher. To, not to drag. But I mean, at the same time, you know, when you fail on that grand of a level, again, sorry, but it helps you be realize the best ways to, you know, go about it. And I think, I think he's going to be the best person to find the next coach. And I think he's already obviously got someone, if not, you know, a couple people in mind and ready to announce, but. I think we all just need to take a deep breath and remember we beat Iowa today. Yeah, hey, it's good to keep the perspective. Casey, thanks for the call, man. Take care, guys. Have a good night. Uh, and it's always good to beat Iowa. Hey, Nebraska, I, I can't think of a way they lost today. I mean, we no. could, we, no. whatever, but Nebraska won. We Nebraska started- won the football game, and they're probably going to hire, they're going to announce a head coach in the next 24, 48 hours. This will be an overwhelmingly optimistic yes. 72 hours. For the Nebraska football program. We started it off by saying this is a good day for Nebraska football. Yeah. And it is. I believe that. Oh, yeah. I believe that to my core. This is a very good day for Nebraska football. There is now an eight-year-old child who has witnessed Nebraska beating Iowa. For the the first time. For the very first time in that child's life. And we love that. In their life. And we love that. Eight years. I keep repeating it. It's, It's worth repeating. Beating your rival is really important. Um, and it's and it's something that it always felt like Iowa took more seriously than anybody else, and I think we made fun of them for it. Um, and if this is the way that Nebraska could feel like a fully fledged member of the Big Ten or the Big Ten West, then great. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> like, absolutely. I, they need to take these things seriously. Beating your rival is, is really it matters. Really, it's, it's it matters. Uh, Andy is our final caller on Big Red Overreaction for the season. Andy, Mr. Irrelevant, how does it feel after you turn your radio down? It feels great. 
Can I talk to Greg? Yeah, Greg's here. Say hi, Greg. Hey, Greg. It was good talking to you after the game. Say hi, Greg. Hey, Greg. <laughs> that big red machine. Hey, Greg, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Is this Greg? This is Greg. So am I on the radio? Oh, you're on the radio big time with you're, Greg. You're on, you're on the air. This is Greg. Greg and Damon. Hey, 24-0, to start the game. Mickey had a game plan. Coach Billy Bush. All one word. Black shirts. What? How about them black shirts? <laughs> they stand up when it matters most. Look at our future. We got Malcolm Hartzog. We got Ernest Hausman. Uh-huh. And I like polar bears. Stand yeah. up. Hey, Greg, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Thanks, Andy. Bye. We got to go now. That's a great way to finish. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is a great way to finish. Hey, Greg, you here? Big red overreaction. Shut up, bitch. Whoa, chance. I had to hit it just once. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Say hi, Greg. Say it. Say it. Greg, are you there? Hi, Greg. Greg. No, we're hey. We're not there, taking any more there calls. There's somebody is calling right now. No, stop it. That Andy is the way. He's that the it walk ends. off. That's the. If way. that's John Bishop, call him the VIP line because I am not answering. Is John supposed to be calling? <laughs> no, I told him to call on Twitter. <laughs> Why? Hey, John just he just uh, landed. Landed from Maui and was <laughs> and the first thing he wants to do is call Big Red overreaction. <laughs> John, you're a sicko. Greg, is that you? I'm here, Greg. Greg, are you Greg, there? Are you there? Greg and Damon. Greg, are you there? It's me, Margaret. <laughs> Nebraska beat Iowa today. They did. It's a good day. And tomorrow, Nebraska may have a new head coach to introduce to you all. But tonight... Is it Greg? It's not. It's not Greg. I don't think their name... <laughs> I don't think the next coach's name will be Greg. Uh, by the way, Nebraska volleyball in the third set at the moment against Wisconsin. They actually took a set from Wisconsin, which you it know, hasn't happened in a minute. Speaking of being a good day for Nebraska, good day for Nebraska. It's a good day for oh. Nebraska. They're, I think, down in the third set as we speak, twenty-two to nineteen at the moment, looking for a tip out of bounds. There might have it. So I think it's going to be twenty-two to twenty. But look at that. There we go. Another good day for good Nebraska. Good day for Nebraska. Robbie's locked in, or Greg is locked in on his uh, Florida State Seminoles. I am. I'm watching. I'm. It's Florida State, Florida. It's a big game. <laughs> it used to be a big game. It's is you know, it's a big game. It's not really a big. It's game It's big anymore. game adjacent. Oh, they called the tip. It's a tip. Twenty-two to twenty. Twenty-two to twenty. Just like I said at the Devaney Center, we are not going to be doing. Big volleyball overreaction tonight. We will not, no. We will be ending it here. Big red overreaction. Thank you to all of our sponsors. Equal Bank, we take banking personally. Coors Light, keeping Nebraska chill. And Burton, when you're plumbing certain, just call Burton. Nebraska, victorious. 24-17 winners today. They improve to 4-8 and eight to finish their season. And remember, if Nebraska uh, is going to introduce a head coach to you, whether it's tomorrow or Sunday, we will be on the scene and with you here on 1620 The Zone for live, four hours, uninterrupted coverage as uh, we take you through the press conference and your reaction and plenty, plenty more 
when a uh, whenever the historic day is over the next two or so days. Not guaranteeing anything, but it's looking that Seems way. likely that it'll come down sometime in the next 48 hours. Ravi, I think you did the most big grade overreactions this year. Uh, I did the same as you, I think. I did four. I did Georgia Southern, Rutgers, all right, four. Uh, tied four Wisconsin, four. and Iowa. All right. I think that's all. This is how we finish it. Any any final thoughts on the really, really fun season that 2022 Nebraska football was? I mean, I'm glad it's over, you know, honestly. <laughs> like it's. I, I, I'm glad it ended on a win. My yes, God. I'm really glad it landed on a win. I'm glad Mickey got that win. Um, but let's be honest. After, after the firing of Frost three games in, it, it felt like a wasted season. A lot of it felt like yep. a, man, I wish we would have done this at the end of last year. So that we could head into, like, it felt like a, a wasted year. And so that was disappointing. Um, obviously, there were some positives that came out of it. Um, Trey Palmer was a positive. Um, you know, Mickey Joseph, getting him to come back to Nebraska, even if it was just for the year. We don't know what's going to happen there. Um, it was, there were some positive things about it, but it just feels like a wasted opportunity. Um, in Another a, one. In a, in a Big Ten West that was gettable. Um, that that's the part that has stuck with me. I, I don't know if that's how I'll look back at it um, in the you know in the coming weeks and months as we get a new head coach and and get a a probably a pretty decent roster turnover and all these things. But at, at this point, it felt like a wasted year. Big red overreaction returns on August thirty first, two thousand twenty three. At about nine thirty p.m. from Minnesota, right? From I mean, from here, but well, no, from but Minnesota. Uh, coming off of the Minnesota, game. yes, on a uh, on a Thursday night to start the season. Big Thursday overreaction. Until then, Chance Oliver, thank Yo. you, sir. You've manned the ship on most of these. You're things. welcome. FYI, I board up eight of these eight. this season. Eight, so that puts him in the lead. He is the leader, yeah. but I, I don't have to uh, interact with. Uh, <laughs> Our fine citizens, as much as you guys. Thank you to Robbie Lula. I'm Connor Happer. Have a good evening, everyone, and we'll talk to you guys oh, probably pretty soon. I would imagine. Uh, have a good night. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.